Within a few years, nearly 10,000 officers in our province, including more than 1,400 of the Vancouver Police, could be wearing body cameras. Police forces in BC are joining a growing trend across North America with the body cameras meant to respond to a call for more uh, police accountability and transparency and a belief that cameras will reduce the use of force by police and against police. Uh, they are in use in, in many places in Canada, including Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton and Saskatoon. Uh, Port Moody Police with 52 officers, uh, We'll be testing uh, those very, very the, those specific cameras. Surrey Police Service has already said that the, with 700 officers, once they hire um, the full contingent of officers, want to use the cameras. Victoria Police, which has 240 officers, wants to introduce the technology as well. Delta Police, which has 200 officers, already has used the video cameras in limited fashion and examining the uh, expansion. The City of Burnaby is even considering them for bylaw officers as well. Uh, now, but but a decade ago, police departments across the United states began equipping their officers with body cameras as well the technology is meant to serve as a window into potential police misconduct but that transparency has often remained elusive there was a big uh, article uh, written in the new York times magazine over december in regards to the fact that uh, these body cameras haven't haven't always worked in favor for the public in regards to accountability joining me now to talk a little bit about body cameras is rob gordon professor emeritus at the sfu school of criminology professor gordon thank you for joining us today my pleasure. Walk me through uh, your sense of how things have worked out in the United States uh, over the last decade when it comes to body cameras. Well, that's a difficult one, but generally speaking, uh, they appear to be favorably received by members of the population and indeed uh, the majority of police officers who've been using them. I think most of the police associations in the U.S. Uh, have been uh, happy with 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 body-worn cameras. Um, uh, so, you know, we've got to make sure, though, that uh, as we introduce them in Canada, uh, that we don't, uh, we, we don't ignore the fact that there are some peculiarities about Canadian policing which are not the same as, um, as you find in the United States. So uh, that's something, that's a, that's a caveat. When you, uh, when you say overall, pecu- though, I think the experience has been fairly fairly positive. When, when you we say just pecu- have to wait now to see what happens. I'm particularly interested to see uh, what happens in the Vancouver Police Department, mm-hmm. which, as you've pointed out, is experimenting um, with, with it. Uh, I mean, that's a very important step. You were saying peculiarity, peculiarities uh, here in the Canadian system. What did you mean by that? Well, there are a variety of um, racial uh, issues that we don't, uh, in the United States, that we don't get here to the same extent. There's also um, the whole issue of uh, police use of deadly force um, in in the United States in comparison comparison with Canada. So there's uh, those kinds of confounding factors. Uh, in addition, um, the, I mean, one of the big issues here is uh, privacy, mm-hmm. um, privacy on the part of those who are being filmed uh, as opposed to those who are doing the filming. So there's some concern that, um, that uh, there's, there are violations of privacy that can't be avoided because you, can't, you cannot, in the middle of an interaction, turn a camera on, but give somebody a a caution before you do that to the effect that you are turning it on. So 
there's a whole bunch of of uh, really practical problems that uh, may not be entirely helpful. There's been some complaints in the United States where uh, folks have said that uh, you know not all of the footage is always made available. There's concerns as to how those that footage sometimes is edited. Uh, do you think that's a, a legitimate concern in your mind and one we should be worried about here? Uh, yes, in, the sh- in short, mm-hmm. except that we have... Um, a system here uh, of uh, independent investigation of, of police conduct. And so I think to some extent, um, once we get control of the uh, footage away from the police themselves and in the hands of the independent investigation office and its equivalent in other jurisdictions in Canada, we've been, we'll be in a more secure position. Um, yes, there's been a lot of concern about release about the editorial process, the editing that goes on uh, of, of body-worn camera footage, um, who, who holds on to it, where it goes once it's been, uh, once it's been uh, handed in at the police station, um, and how secure it all is, because it, it's quite important. Now, in addition, I don't think any um, prospect of this uh, really being used uh, as evidence in court is very likely in uh, in Canada. Um, there are some concerns already in the U.S. about whether or not um, the, the footage uh, can be used in a prosecution. Um, and it can be quite jumbled and difficult to sort out. So there's a, there's a whole layer of analysis that uh, we have yet to fully understand. Um, I've just been watching some live footage from uh, a police department in the U.S. Uh, w- where it's explained uh, prior to the uh, footage being shown what is going on, but it's a jumble. And for the, av- the average person, it's not going to be easy to discern what's happening. So, I mean, most people would say, wait a minute, the video is generally, hopefully will show you what is happening. You're telling me that in many cases, this video wouldn't be used in court because because of context, that we can't provide a context to how um, certain images and what, what is happening in and around those images? Well, that's, that's part of it. It's, it's also whether or not it's admissible as evidence, um, because the... It depends on exactly what the footage is. I mean, it's what they seem to be doing, and I think it's very interesting, and we'll see what they do in in, in, uh, in the VPD, is taking the footage from several officers' body-worn cameras and melding them together or showing them on split screens so that you can uh, get an appreciation from a couple of points of view. Um, but, of course, one of the big issues here is Who's turning the camera on? They're not running continuously. Mm. Uh, who's turning the camera on? Who's turning it off? And what the policies are in relation to those uh, those factors, which are pretty important when it comes to determining whether the evidence uh, is helpful. But you're operating at two levels. One is the, the level of police discipline, and the other is the level of, uh, uh, of prosecuting, prosecutorial evidence, and, and it's... Uh, the soundness of that evidence, whether you can uh, rely upon it. Um, and I, you know, frankly, wouldn't want to be a jury member trying to trying to sort out uh, the images on these cameras, uh, not without some kind of um, some kind of guidance. 
the, I was mentioning in the introduction that Burnaby is even considering it for bylaw officers. Do you think that that's okay, or do you think it just we shouldn't, you know, this shouldn't be expanded to other types of peace officers? Well, uh, that's that's a matter that needs to be dealt with at a provincial level. It's police standards, um, and these are very important standards in determining when when these things are used. I mean, bylaw officers are being increasingly involved in in altercations and other events um, that are police in nature. And I think that um, we, we need to have a good sound understanding of what's going on, what what we're going to expend the energy and money on, mm-hmm. uh, and what we'll just let go by. Uh, if, if we're talking about um, a variety of bylaw offences, uh, like I'm I struggling for the minute to think of one, but, but possibly uh, parking fines and things like that, um, that may be, you know, excessive use of this particular technology. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, and um, there are some storage issues, security and storage issues that have to be addressed very carefully before uh, we go too far with it. Now, I was mentioning that Delta uh, has been testing these cameras, and you mentioned the Vancouver Police Department. Is the Vancouver Police Department and what they do and what they see and how this testing goes really going to be the, 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 the main sort of department they'll be looking at and moving forward in regards to how fast we move these cameras out? It'll really come down to what, what, uh, how this trial run works for the VPD? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's a, a well-established police department, obviously, um, and has uh, a good reputation. And I think that the um, various uh, policy bodies are going to be looking at what they're doing. But this needs to be guided at a provincial level. We we cannot do this uh, in a, a, a hodgepodge fashion. If you have... Um, if you have several police departments uh, operating, as we do in the Lower Mainland, mm-hmm. uh, w- with different policies on these issues, uh, it's going to get very complicated, and I think there'll be some failings. Uh, barring any massive changes in your mind, then this, we should every police officer, a good chunk of our police forces in this province, will be wearing cameras in the next five years or so in your mind? That's not, it's more than my mind. It's actually, uh, I think it's policy. And uh, everything I read on the topic uh, would suggest that the provincial government's going to plow ahead with this, uh, with the cooperation of police boards and and so on throughout the province. And of course, the RCMP are on board with this as well. So uh, I, I don't think there's much to speculate about here. We need to, however, uh, understand the full implications. Uh, there are civil liberties implications. Um, I understand the police are favorably disposed to this, so let's hear from them in terms of the benefits from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And um, if everything is sound, then okay, go ahead for a limited period of time. Well, uh, it's quite a big step. Uh, the steps have not always been smooth in the United States, and so we need to take a look at what's been going on there Uh Above and beyond uh, what was in the New York Times. Yes, but two different systems. But it's very interesting in regards to see uh, seeing what what they uh, what they are witnessing after ten years and some of the challenges they have. And as we head in that direction as well, uh, Professor Gordon, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. 
You're more than welcome. Thank you.